Welcome to Relentless Truth with John Warren, the podcast that extracts truth from a wide range of topics, revealing who God is, who we are, and how we relate to each other. Now, here's John with this week's powerful and practical insights. Welcome to Relentless Truth. I'm John Warren. It is good to be with you again. Please like, share, review, and subscribe to Relentless Truth. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Please feel free to go to our website to learn more about our work. That website is johnwarrenmedia.com. You can also leave a message there on our contact form or send an email directly to me at john at johnwarrenmedia.com. Your emails are a huge encouragement to me as I do this work. Well, today we're going to talk about something that I am a a bit uncomfortable uh, talking about. First, I want to lead off with with a a verse uh, that is well known to you. It's in Romans, Romans 8, 28. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. And you know that Paul goes on there to explain who the called are and all of that. And that, that is a beautiful chapter, Romans 8. And this is a beautiful promise. It is often misquoted or misapplied to say that everything will be rosy for a Christian. And we, we're often disappointed, aren't we, when that isn't true. I had the blessing of participating in a, a graduation uh, ceremony as the uh, speaker for an amazing group of people, much, much larger group than I expected were in attendance uh, last Saturday. And it was, uh, I I mentioned this verse as I was talking about the, the, all the things that have gone on in the lives of the graduates. You know, if you work backwards 17, 18 years, you know, you know that they, they grew up with the, the, they were toddlers during the, the great recession of 2008 and following and and then you know they've experienced war in Afghanistan most of their lives, and and then they uh, they they experienced the first global pandemic, real global pandemic since the Spanish flu in the 1920s, and and they've been through a lot. And I I said at one point early in my talk, how how are you to trust that all things work together for good? And that, that's really what that promise is about if you read it in context and you know um, that part of Scripture in Romans 8. You know that uh, it, is, it is about all things, good, bad, and ugly. It's not saying that all things will turn out well. God is sovereign over all things. And, and Paul is very comfortable talking like that, uh, talking about that. And I get comfort from that, and I know you do as well. But I want to risk sounding whiny today and just talk about my life lately. <laughs> and it, and it, it's, it's not, you know, this podcast really isn't about me. It's about truth. And we talk about truth. And I have all kinds of interesting guests have, uh, thankfully, over these uh, 101 or so episodes now. And uh, yeah, by the way, last week we passed uh, episode 100. That was episode 100. This is 101. So I have um, uh, had all kinds of interesting guests and don't really like to 
talk about myself, I'll occasionally have a friend who'll say, oh, that, that I really appreciate how vulnerable you are. Well, I, I don't, I cringe when I hear that. I don't like being personally vulnerable or talking about my story. It's just how I'm, I'm wired. But lately, and I, I'm not suggesting that my life is worse than yours, but there have been some things that going on in my life that you can, you can probably relate to. One is I've had a nasty cold every every few years I'll get a cold that is just bigger you know it it lasts two or three weeks and makes you think you're never going to be well and i I try to do without go without the antibiotics and all the rest and then have to crumble a couple of weeks in, which I did in this case and I'm on the men now, but I still if I'm in a crowd or I talk a lot I'll cough I might cough even during this episode. But the cold is is kind of the backdrop. You know, it just kind of makes you tired and uncomfortable. And it's not awful, but, you know, you wake up at night coughing and, and you know, all the stuff that goes with a cold. I'll spare you all the, uh, all the uh, symptom details. But so that's kind of the, the backdrop. And then you, you've heard me mention Schrody the cat. The cat is a cat we adopted from our daughter who has a tender heart toward animals and cats in particular and adopted a special needs cat named Murr years ago and uh, Murr was blind and uh, quite quite the cat and then Murr died Murr had to be put down due to other serious health issues and then she adopted another cat which she named Schrody Schrody was 14 or 15 years old and we have had Schrody for the last year or so. I don't know how to describe her. She's that white and black pattern that is really beautiful. I think I maybe I'll put her on this uh, podcast cover for this week. But a beautiful cat, and you know, and I, I'm allergic to cats, but I've I've tolerated her well, pretty well, and uh, from an allergen standpoint. And she's she's an old old lady, you know. She's an old adult cat, and. Uh, has her claws and and uh, and yet didn't really damage anything, and uh, kind of has a maturity to her, but still a lot of energy. Surprisingly, at at this age, and she's got health issues. She, uh, some of you'll know what this actually is, but I'm going to call it. It's a feline HIV is what it amounts to, and she, they get it from a bite from another animal, or I think, or or a, an HIV positive, whatever the feline equivalent is, cat. And, and, and she had, she has a BB in her stomach. Like she was shot by someone at some point and they didn't want to do surgery at her age for that. It wasn't worth it. They said they just left it in there and you could, you could feel it in her, in her stomach and, and just, just to health issues, you know, some arthritis and, and, and all the rest. And, and she kind of peculiar and we, we've had her for a year and spoiled her rotten. And I, I, um, I was teaching a class at my church, um, a few months ago and I, I would give them, you know, cat updates and j- just to keep it light. And, and cause we were talking about um, the book of Romans and that's really heavy theology, but we talked about the cat periodically and I would, I would provide updates on my allergies and the, and the, the, the cat and so on. Well, interestingly, she developed uh, her, her health problems be- became uh, worse. They worsened and, and we had to put her down. A few weeks ago, and 
it was it it you know it's more sad than you realize even when you're allergic to them even when they're rescues and even when you rescued them from your daughter who rescued them before she moved away and had an apartment that was too small and you know it's kind of a rescue of a rescue and and even notwithstanding all of those all of those facts i i miss her uh she i mean they they just add something to your life i'm i'm not a cat person i'm a dog person but anyway there there's that and it's sad and then speaking of our daughter uh, only child daughter love her very much and she's working on her phd and we recently met the man uh, she is going to marry a couple of months ago we met him and we really like him he's a great guy in fact i tell my friends that he checks boxes on the list that i didn't even have on my list and you know there i saw i saw a, a t-shirt on on facebook that said my son-in-law is my favorite child you know he he he's just a great guy they he met he met during a, a visit a couple of months ago the all the people at our church and everyone just liked him and if you pass the the test of the the ladies in our church then you, you've got it going on and he does and he's just gracious and kind and just fits well and loves our daughter so well it just, it's just too good to be true but their wedding is coming up and it's 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 up in the northeast and it's a long way from home and so we've got we've got that going too and then to make matters even more interesting my parents are aging and experiencing some health issues and that's that's been going on for a while as as well it is worsened my dad fell a couple of years ago and had to have hip surgery to put his hip back together and many of you i know have faced this or know people who have and that that was tough for him to uh, to recover from and you, you know you worry about them and and then my mom fell recently and uh, injured herself uh, significantly and has has some other health issues going on and you know, as even uh, my sister is so gracious and is there now, and is is uh, they're they're going to uh, a surgeon for something uh, today. Even they've got an appointment later later today. And then I've kind of got normal life going on, like like you do, where life just comes at you fast. There's uh, I serve on a board at at, at Circle Christian School and. We're, we're in the process of, of hiring a, a key person for something and that 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 is uh, you know important and intimidating and want to be sure we get that right and that that's going on today as well and and then there, there there's you know getting ready for next the next school year and it, it seems every summer that oh the summer's going to last a long time and then those of you who teach you know that the summer lasts for about five minutes. And so, so there's, there's just all that, that, that stuff. And it, it really with my personality, and I, I don't know whether you go through this or not. I know some of you do, cause I know some of you and I know you do. Um, but with my personality, I, I tend to talk about trusting God and yet I want to, you know, grab it by the throat and fix it, get up early the next day. I don't sleep well when, when all this stuff is happening and I want to just. I want to, I want to become a secularist and 
and fix it. I say I trust God and rely on him and believe Romans 8, 28, that all things do work together for good because of who God is. And I, I spend a lot of time talking about who God is in my teaching. And and if you've been around me for any period of time, you know that I tend to focus on that. But when when life kind of gets tough and comes at you, and I, I know it can be a lot worse. I know I, I, I've got dear friends going through uh, uh, things that are far worse than those I just uh, um, summarized. And I know you can you can kind of tend to do this when 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 things are tough or or sometimes even when things are good. I I, I just have a proclivity for for becoming a secularist and thinking I'm the center of the universe and I got to go fix everything. And that that can just be exhausting. It's trusting in me, and and so I thought today I I would I would just tell you about those things, and then and then I I'd like to kind of focus on on something that you know maybe a, maybe a little bit of a confession that I I do that I often teach my students not to do, and that is this idea of this sin of self-reliance and self-sufficiency and and by that i don't mean and i i know i talk about that a fair amount even on this podcast and and i i don't mean that that you know i'm kind of a sometimes we call it a self-starter or a you know i work hard and 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 i i don't i don't take handouts from other people and i i I do things myself you know those are all good character traits but but we go too far and and really make ourselves the center of the universe and and really what i'm talking about is is thinking that that i can be sufficient apart from god that that he's not really my my sufficiency and and the concept that pops into my head when i think about this is this notion of quorum deo that is living life before the face of God. And and we're living life quorum Deo. We're living life before the face of God uh, all the time. But we're not cognizant of it, are we? And I, I think it's just humbling to think about the fact that God is on the throne, that, that I'm not self-reliant. I can think that I am. I'm, I'm delusional if I believe that I am. I, I can't control, you know, an hour's long meeting, much, much less my entire life, much less everyone's lives I know, much less the entire world and everyone in it. And I'm keenly aware of this. I'm keenly aware of my own limitations. And yet, when under stress, have you ever taken one of those tests where you know, it's, it's, here's your personality under normal situation and a normal um, situation under normal circumstances. And then this is what you revert to when you're under stress. Well, under stress, I become a secularist. I'm the center of the universe. I, I am self-sufficient. I am self-reliant. I've got this. I can do this. And, and what's really funny and, and this, this is really kind of where this hits home is I do two things that are really quite stupid. One is it is my fear that causes me fear of failure, fear fear of inadequacy, all, all those related fears that cause me to try to grab it by the throat and wake up early and lose sleep and all the rest. 
I should sleep more. I should sleep. I should be more relaxed when under stress, knowing that God has got this, that God has ordained this, that all things do work together for good. Can you just imagine for a moment, those of you who share this struggle with me, if we really believed that God is sovereign and all things work together for good, what a wonderful thing to rest in. What wonderful truth. You can just take a deep breath and relax and know that God's got this. No matter what it looks like on the surface, I've got friends who do this. I want to name you so badly because you deserve a shout out, but you wouldn't like that because you do this so well that it would embarrass you. But I've got a couple of friends in particular I'm thinking of right now who, I mean, they faced cancer diagnoses, recently the death of a mother, uh, who was quite elderly, but they they live life this way. They live life quorum Deo before the face of God. I know they would tell you if they were on here with me that, yeah, we're sinners too, and we struggle too, and we have the same struggles, but no, they they do it well. They trust that all things work together for good, and they and they really trust that God is sovereign over everything. What a wonderful truth. What It's just beautiful to me to even, even uh, think about it. And, and so if, if we go all the way back to, you know, Adam and Eve sin, I like to talk about that a lot because it's not just this symbolic thing in the garden and just this fairy tale for our benefit. It's, 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 a, it's a real story, I believe. I believe that it's, it's a historically accurate story. The biblical account is, is real. And they, they wanted to press a button. Now they, they didn't, they didn't call it that they weren't in this technology era that we're in this computational era, this, this, this computational revolution period, uh, computer revolution period. But, but they, they might as well have been because they wanted to eat fruit and boom, instantly be like God or superior to God. And, and, and that, that was the temptation. And, and, and they crumbled and, the, and, and they, they lived out a certain kind of, of self-sufficiency. And, and I know we all tend to do it, but how many times do we have to fail? How many times do I personally have to stress and realize my own inadequacy and come to the foot of the cross and preach the gospel to myself, realize that I am completely dependent on Jesus Christ and God's grace through him. What a wonderful place to be. And, and how many times do I have to go through this whole wrestling with myself over my own sufficiency, knowing that I am not sufficient? It, it's just beautiful to me to rest in Christ. And so Paul talks about this in lots of his epistles. And he, he really talks about two kinds of people. One, one is the kind of person we call them antinomian, and that's just a fancy word for against the law. Um, antinomians are opposed to the law. They believe that, that kind of anything goes, that, they're, that they, they can do what they want. Uh, some, some people say, if you believe in the doctrine of once saved, always saved, that you, you, can, you can just go, I've trusted Christ, I'm good. My ticket is punched. I can go do what I want. Now you won't, 
you won't do that if you're truly born again. But there's a crowd that says that there's this doctrine called antinomianism. And there's another kind of antinomian that just denies God altogether. They're haters of God. They're all of us born in our flesh. They're, they're not seekers of God. They're haters of God. Paul talks about this. And, and they, just, they just go live how they want to live. And their, their sin has, uh, our sin, I should say, has natural consequences. And those are death. So there's this death that in relationships. There's, there's, there's the, the, the death of, of feeling. There's the death of uh, being aware even of our sin. Our hearts become hardened is kind of the language Paul uses. And so, so there's, there's one kind of self-reliant, self-sufficient person that just has a hard heart. And then the other kind says, well, I can be good enough. I recognize the need to be good. I recognize that God must be good, is good, but I, I've got this. I can do this. I can do this on my own. Or maybe sort of with God, there might be some religiosity in here, some spirituality thrown in, but, but I've really got this and I can, I can do this. And so both of those are incredibly self-reliant. The, the way I want to live when I go through trials, when these when these things stack up, when, when even, even though I'm just absolutely thrilled that my daughter is getting married to the man she is marrying, and I'm thrilled that her wedding is coming up in about 11, 12 days or so, I, I'm, I'm so pleased. I mean, by the time this, is, this episode is released, God willing, that wedding will have happened. And I, I just couldn't be more, more pleased, but it creates some stresses. I could go through the list and, and there's this thing as a parent where lots of you go through this, uh, especially I watch students when they leave high school, I watch their parents go through this. I think I'll give my students all this advice because, because I, I really am what they don't always say is what they're really wondering is, is have I prepared them? Well, have I done a good job of this? Am I, have I told them everything I need to tell them? And the student is thinking, well, yeah, I already know all your advice. I've got it all memorized and you keep giving it to me again and again. And the student kind of pulls away or ignores it. And that makes the parent think, oh my goodness, they're, they're pulling away and they're rebellious or they don't appreciate me. And it's just a tough time. Parenting someone at this age is, is difficult. And yet we're so blessed. And then with my parents, and it's, it's so cool to see my siblings all jumping in and doing various things in various ways. And and, and, you know, you worry about them. They've lived full, basically healthy lives for, for a long time, but still it, it adds some stress and add the, add the cat and, and, and some of my other roles and responsibilities and, and my own selfishness. And, and here we are. And what I, what I find myself doing, and the reason I wanted to devote a podcast episode to this, I find myself living life without considering the fact that I'm living quorum Deo before the face of God. I, I'm, I'm not always aware that I'm living before the face of God. I'm not always, for example, praying without ceasing. I'm, I'm not always aware of, Lord, what would you have me do in a particular situation? Uh, sometimes my flesh creeps up and I react and I react harshly. Sometimes I'm not gracious. Sometimes I don't practice the mandate Paul says that to outdo each other and showing each other kindness, Lo- love each other without reciprocity, without even considering it. I like reciprocity. 
And I, I'm, I'm just struck by, by the way my personality reacts to stress. And so what I want to do just in a closing few minutes with you is encourage you. I, I, I really do. I, 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 I want to encourage you that Christ is our sufficiency. And I, I want to read something for you. I'm stuttering because I've been looking for it here. And Paul says in Colossians 2, verse 8, See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, talking about Christ. And you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. In him also, you who were circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God, who raised him from the dead, and you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all, A-L-L, all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. It, it's just, we, can, we could talk about this for hours. Such an encouragement, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. So what I do is I'm under some stress, got several stressors, several things aren't going, you know, I'd like to kind of space them out a little bit and have a little less stress and certainly wouldn't want to have a cold during all this. And then, and then watching my parents struggle and, and all, all, all the things I'd like, I'd like to have them just spaced out so that I don't have to deal with all this at once. And, 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 and yet I, I become self-reliant instead of living life quorum Deo, living life before the face of God. And I get up early and all, all the rest and, and work harder at it. And it can just be so incredibly defeating. If you've, if you've had to come to grips with your mortality through illness or through your parents getting older or whatever it is, and you've, you've kind of gone back and, and relived your life, you know, walked through it mentally and emotionally, then you know what I'm talking about. And you know that you can beat yourself up an awful, how could God love me? How could, how could this scripture that is so positive apply to me? Well, isn't it just beautiful, beautiful that it says, and you who were dead in your trespasses and sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. I mean, there is just, there is no better news. You, you, you have won. 
if you have faith in Christ, if you're in him, having forgiven us all our trespasses, there is no news that you're going to get today or the next few days or this week or month or year or over the next decade or many decades. There's no news that you're going to get that takes away the beauty of this forgiveness. What a, what a wonderful truth we can rest in, in spite of our tendency to want to be self-sufficient. So I want to encourage you, read, read Colossians 2, particularly verses 8 through 15, and just continue on reading the rest of the chapter, the rest of the book even. What a wonderful encouragement for all of us. I hope it's encouraging to you today. I know this has been an odd episode of Relentless Truth. I don't like talking about myself. This was heavy on my heart. I hope it's an encouragement to you. If it is, just drop me a line, send a send an email along saying, hey, that was encouraging. Do that again or talk some more about that. I, I, I do want to be encouraging to you. And I hope this, I hope this uh, episode was. If you'll like, share, review, and subscribe to Relentless Truth, you'll help us advance the mission of of this work it is important work and we're delighted that you're here that you're a faithful listener week after week if you would share our content on social media that would be such a blessing go to johnwarrenmedia.com scroll down to the bottom of the home page you can find our episodes click on one copy the address and share it on social media that would be such a blessing and if you'll copy me so i know you did it that would encourage me as well So thank you for being here. Our website again is johnwarrenmedia.com. My email address is john at johnwarrenmedia.com. Until next time. Thanks for listening to Relentless Truth with John Warren. Please consider sharing this podcast and subscribe to receive future episodes. Connect with John regarding your comments, questions, and show ideas through johnwarrenmedia.com or at John Warren Media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. That's all for this episode. Join us next week for another edition of Relentless Truth with John Warren.